welcome to the North Shore Performance Podcast, where we take a deep dive into health and fitness for everyday people and the athlete and all of us. I am your host, Jake Wirtz, and with me is my best friend and co-host, Tanner Shankel. Together, we take an honest look at fitness and discuss how anybody can improve their lives by adopting a healthy lifestyle. Hey guys, so today we are going to be going over our, well, we're going to be showing video from Tanner's and my meet that we had uh, four weeks ago now, I think it was. So we're going to play the video from each of our attempts. We're going to show all of our makes, our misses, and then we'll kind of just give some commentary, some critiques, and then we'll go over our totals and just talk about our general experience. So Tanner, and generally... How would you say this meet went? Like, how did you feel compared to the other one that you did? How did it run? Was it smooth? Was it quick? Uh, I think it, I mean, it ran about the same time. It was both of them were smaller meets. Um, I definitely felt like there was some wins and losses. Um, and, but what I like that I did in this last meet was that I, I, I actually went after a bigger number than I thought I could. Um, and felt like I didn't leave weight on the bar. Does that make sense? Where I feel like my first week meet, I definitely left some weight on the bar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, how many people did we have in this meet? Wasn't it 19 total? Yeah. Something like it that. was very, it was a very small meet. We were in a, a small high school gym out in Wisconsin, Rosendale, I think is the name of the town where we were at. There were nine female lifters, 10 male lifters. I think there was one guy in my weight class besides me. And there was two guys in your weight class besides you. Mm-hmm. wasn't that, that it right. yeah. yeah so it was a very small intimate meet but it was it was it went really quick for one so that was kind of nice and two just because there was so like few lifters like everybody was watching everybody's attempt and everybody was getting hyped up for each other like it was my first meet so i didn't really know what to expect but it was definitely cool seeing like how a guy i met like two hours ago he hit a pr on his squat and we're all jumping up and down and like patting them on the back. We're all super excited for them. It was, it was a cool experience. Like you're competing against each other, but you're like trying to lift each other up at the same time. Yeah. The community and like the, the, just the atmosphere in general, like I played sports my whole life and that was some of the most like camaraderie that you have against people you're competing against, which is kind of interesting dynamic. Yeah. It was definitely fun having like another person there with you too. Like I had you and you had me just to like, really cheer each other on i mean we were obnoxious people like alexa tanner's wife can speak to how obnoxious we were but so why don't we get this rolling start start showing some of our attempts all right so obviously the meat usually goes squats and then bench and then you finish with the deadlift so i think we're going to be showing the squats first i think that's what is set up all right not sure whose video this is first we shall see all right this is my first squat attempt uh this was 380 um so some of the things like approaching the bar i was actually pretty nervous um with my first attempt here um just because 380 i've touched that a little bit before the meet but not really at the same time um and then i there's some issues here. You can kind of see them tell me, I was like, why aren't they giving me the squat command? Because I have soft knees. Um, you have to lock your knees in USAPL, which is kind of weird because it's not a good position to be in, not very safe. 
Um, but the weight moved. I mean, that that lift alone gave me a lot of confidence because like, all right, bar speed was good, felt good, got nice and tight. Um, once I figured out the lock knees, it was pretty yeah. easy. But so why don't you why don't you play that again? Because yeah. you can definitely see the moment when you realize, oh hey, I'm like when they're tr- telling you to lock your knees and stuff. You can definitely see like ah, it clicked for you. That was you know, a weird thing for me too. I I had never heard that before. I should have done more research before the meet because I didn't know about that until I watched you do your squat attempt. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's like here you're getting set up. That's probably your normal starting position. And then bop, you lock your knees right here. Yeah. Yep. It looks super weird. It just, I feel unstable. Well, I mean, you would never squat and a leg press are different, but you would, you cringe at the sight of somebody locking their knees on a leg press. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's the same thing for a squat. I feel like once you have it unracked and you're ready to go, like you should be able to just go, but you got to lock your knees before you got to lock your knees after any USAPL meet. And that's one of the things they judge you on. Um, you smoke this opening weight. Like you said, you were, you touched it a few times in training. It looked to me like you'd handle that weight several times in training. Cause I, you crushed it. There was no doubt that you had that. So very, very good, strong opening lift at 380. All right. Should we just run through each of our, like, yeah, it's we'll, fine. Yeah. So we'll just yeah. go all three of my squat attempts and we'll jump in yours. Uh, so, so how much was this, was this attempt? This was 400. Um, so this one really, I got a lot of confidence based on that opener. So 20 pound jump maybe isn't a lot, but it was something where I felt. I still want to be comfortable that if I miss like something where I knew I was still going to hit, like some people jump pretty quick after their opener, but I just still didn't have that confidence piece yet. Um, I'd actually never attempted a 400 plus squat. I have in my notes here, except the last time I maxed out. Um, So that was kind of like, I did some like 400 plus like box squats, but nothing like, but Normal. not a free squat, not a true free squat. Yep. Um, yeah. Do, do, do. So, yeah. So, but like we've talked about in previous podcasts, like when we're leading up to the meet, it's not a good idea to to go after weight, maybe in your first t- couple attempts that you've never really tried, but it's got to the point where you kind of got to shoot for it. So, but here it goes. I mean, sometimes you just got to full send. You know what I mean? We'll send it. We'll send. So, yep. Tanner's walking up to the bar. He's getting all chalked up. I'm probably somewhere in the background yelling like a ninny, but <laughs> that's kind of my thing. So, Jesus, you're taking a long time getting up to this bar, Tanner. Well, the I video is only 46 that guy, seconds. That guy puked. So, I think I was oh. like, we can <laughs> we, talk about that here. We got to tell that story. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very quick attempt. You got 15 seconds left. So he walks it out, locks his knees. Bop. Crushes that too. That was yeah. smooth as butter. I definitely feel like I left some on the the bar in that last attempt. I could have gotten a little higher, but I did main thing. I was just wanted there was the first your your squat's your first lift. So you like you want to make sure you get um some green light and some uh weight on the board so so that was a 400 pound squat 400 yeah okay and what was your third attempt uh third attempt was 450 so i jumped 50 pounds 
So you had a 20 pound jump and then a 50 pound jump. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, like the, my biggest goal going into this was to not leave anything on the bar because yeah. what I felt like, like my first meet is that like you get the atmosphere of like people cheering you on stuff like that. And you might be able to hit lifts that you can't hit just by yourself in the weight room. Mm. And so it was really, I wanted to make sure I took advantage of that atmosphere and try to hit a, a solid PR, which this was definitely a PR for me. Probably, probably by about, I think it's, yeah, by 25 pounds, 425 before this was my, my pre PR. So, and we'll get into that, but the story about the kid who pukes the kid be <laughs> before me is oh, going in there and he was drinking this sugary Pedialyte stuff this whole time. He was trying, he was doing a water cut and then oh, the that's right. after he weighed in, he was pounding water and salt and like some Powerade mix and. He's just trying to just get it all back, but he drank way too much, way too quickly. He got under the bar for a squat. I think it was his second attempt. Yeah, it was, was right it? before mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think halfway up, he just, just up chucked. He just um, projectile vomited. You can see the judge sitting in front. It was literally like that far away from his shoes. I mean, he got some distance on that. <laughs> oh, God. That was. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a 10 minute delay. Oh yeah. And then, I forgot about that. And then, so I had to get all chalked up and I was ready to go right away. So yeah, that's you why were I kind of next lifter. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it kind of took me a while to get back up there. Cause like, oh, I had to get re-chalked and get my, I forgot about that. So people don't use wrist wraps. I mean, a lot of people don't when they squat. I just, when you squat low bar, I feel like it gives me more support on my wrist. So I had to get it all wrapped up and stuff and go, but and then I was also like, it threw me off a little bit, that kid puking and stuff. And it was like, oh, yeah. I was psyched up, ready to go. And then I had to wait a little bit. And yeah, so. I mean, what? so uh, Dave Tate, he's talked about having like, uh, he calls them Zoom cards, basically. Or is it zipper cards? Cards? I can't remember. Um, I think it's zippy cards. And he's like, you only have so many of those to play in a workout or in a meet. He's like, you can only get psyched up so many times until you're just worn down and like your body can't take it anymore. And yeah, like you were getting all, you were getting in the zone, you're getting psyched up. You had your wrist wraps, you had your chalk, you're getting ready to go out there and crush the weight. And then <laughs> this dude just, just let her fly. <laughs> and he came back for his third attempt. He attempted that weight again. He, he missed it. So he only got his opener, but I, and he finished the meet like he tried all of his attempts, even though he puked right away, like on a second squat attempt. But I, so I got to give that dude respect. Like he, and he did well after that, but mm -hmm. man, that, oh, that sucks. <laughs> you want to show your third attempt? Yeah, here we go. So this is 455? Uh, 450. 450. Yeah. All, all time PR by 25 pounds. Got to give credit to uh, Alexa Tanner's wife. She's the camera woman, and she sat through this whole thing and cheered both of us on, even though we're both yeah. loud, annoying people. And she cheered us on, and it was kudos to her. We sure appreciate it. Nice setup. Locked knees. Yeah, I mean, that was 
I mean, you got three green lights that looked really good to me. You, on a scale of one to ten, like what RPE would you say that last one was? Could you have put any more weight on the bar? Or do you think that was it? Because it looked like it moved pretty decent still. Like you could have got a little bit more, but are you, I mean, obviously you're happy with the attempt, but do you think you could have got a little bit more? I I don't know. Like yeah, the bar speed was good, but like I wrote down here that it felt like I was under the bar forever. Um, and I was cramped. My hamstrings were cramping pretty bad. Um, I don't know if I could have gotten more, maybe have the strength to get more, but after that, like, I don't know that day, maybe not gotten more, but, um, and that was the most you would ever put on your back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was that by a lot? Like, uh, I think 425 at that point is probably the most I had my back. Yeah. I, I mean, in the first time you put a really heavy weight like that on your back, it's, it's kind of intimidating. Like your body doesn't know how to react to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you may have been able to get a little bit more, but like you finished, you had good form. Obviously you didn't get hurt from it. So that's really important too. But yeah, three solid attempts. You got green lighted on all of them. So yeah, I'd say your squat went pretty well. Yeah, I was, I was happy for, I mean, PR is, it was always fun and not missing the lift too. That was, it's always a goal trying to hit those, what I, all those white lights. So yeah, that's all that matters. And one thing I I didn't know, and I noticed after we had started squatting, I never knew this about you is you don't squat using knee sleeves. No, you were the only one in the entire me who didn't have sleeves. So you got up there for your first attempt and I realized you didn't have sleeves on. I was like, Oh, do I say (laughs) something? Is this going to mess him up? And you just went out there and crushed it. And then I was like, Hey, do you not wear sleeves? And you're like, no, I never wear sleeves. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's kind of weird, but like, I was, at least you'd like always train like that. I thought you just like forgot them at home or something. And <laughs> no, you were just, go- just going without them. I was just thought they were like an old man thing that you need oh, Okay. when you get old and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm young. I don't need them. But now that I saw everyone had them, like that's yeah. definitely my next investment in equipment. So we had a couple dudes that were in multiple divisions. They were in the teen division and in the open division. So I don't think it's just an old man thing because you were the only one not wearing them. That is very true. (laughs) All right, here we got Wurtz's uh, first attempt at first squat attempt. Yeah, my first my first squat attempt was three eighty five. So my my philosophy this this was my first powerlifting meet, but my philosophy you can go ahead and play the video too. But uh, my philosophy going into this was like I wanted my oh this is a deadlift awkward this is a deadlift oh sleeping on the job i zone out there that is a deadlift attempt yeah that the whole folder is deadlifts it looks like it's a squat all right is this the first attempt all right yeah this is your first squat attempt Oh, and that's my dad walking in front yeah, of that's me. Funny. <laughs> There's that's, Ziva. that's Coach Z. Yeah. <laughs> he he coached me through this first meet. So I was super, super appreciative of that too. But so like I was saying, um, my whole goal kind of going into it, treating my openers, I wanted it to be something that I'd hit in training and something that I could hit for a triple. So that way I knew for a fact I could go in there and I had it in the bag. So that I just wanted to nail my first attempts for all three lifts and not even have to stress about it because once you get that first one under your belt it it feels a lot better 
Yeah, that's definitely a good strategy going to. I like it. Yeah, I had to think about locking my knees too. You could tell. Yeah, and I and I rocketed that. Easy. You, There's you no wanna, doubt. Do you want to rewind it to the beginning? I just want to point yeah. something out here too. Oh yeah. So a big cue that my dad had had kept telling me was, you know, keep your setup the exact same, like as you're training, like don't do anything different. So like you can kind of see, it takes me a second to, you know, Tanner just barreled in and he lifted the crap, right? I kind of, I put my hands on the bar, make sure my footing is right. Rock back and forth. I think it's three times usually once I get under the bar and I take a big breath on the third lift or on the third rock. Yeah. One, two, three. And then unracked it. And yeah. So that was one of the cues that I had to keep in my mind was just keep my setup the exact same. So that way it just felt like a, a gym lift. But yeah. First attempt went really well. Was pretty happy about that. 385 in the bag. See, now Tanner's not sure which video he's picking anymore. Yeah, I have these all organized. I'm really confused. All right, so my second attempt, I believe this is my second attempt. It's your uh, second, yeah. Was 425, so it was a 40-pound jump. So I was giving Tanner a hard time about his 50-pound jump. I mean, I was definitely guilty a couple times of making big jumps myself. But, yeah, my setup was the exact same. I had hit 425 uh, probably four or five times, not for reps, but like for singles um, in training. So I had, I, I knew I, I probably had this, but you can definitely see this one was a lot, a lot more grindy than the first attempt. Still got it. Depth was good the whole bit. Yeah. I mean, even though like you, you hit that like sticking point, but once you got past that sticking point, it flew up. It's like, you flew, hit a sticking point for a second, and then flew past. Like, I don't know. That was that was still a smooth ass lift. Yeah, it's different too when you're lifting in like a gym like that where everybody's watching you and everybody's shouting. You know, it's like when you hit like a grindy point, and we've got some grindy lifts to show you guys a little bit later. Um, but when you hit that point where you're just like stuck and you're grinding, I don't know something about like people cheering, like all of the other lifters cheering for you. I mean. It definitely gets you a little psyched up. Oh, yeah. There's definitely that element where it just – it's hard to describe. It just – And you kind of have to fight off the distractions of the spotters too because obviously most of the time you don't squat with a spotter. And then, you know, here you've got two, you know, one on each side, both squatting with you. So, yeah, see, that's one thing that I wrote down. I didn't really notice the spotters. And, like, when you go back and watch the videos – like there's a shit ton of spotters there. And like, I didn't really feel their presence when I lifted. Um, no, once I got under the bar, it was fine. But I think like my setup, I felt a little self-conscious, especially because mine takes a little bit longer than yours. Yeah. I was like, you do everybody's have a, watching me. You have, but that's one thing, like, you know, like your routine so much when you get under the bar or whatever, like that, if there's any weird issues, you could almost go through your videos and kind of self-coach yourself, which is kind of cool where, I don't know, I feel like my approach to the bar sometimes is spastic, and I don't have that same routine where, where I could see where my breaking point was. So it's cool that you do the same thing every time, no matter what. I mean, there's nothing wrong with either approach. 
I, I honestly respect how you just like get up, you just move the, move the damn thing. And then you walk away. Like you just like a bull in a China shop, you just throw it up and then you rack it and you move on to the next one. So, all right. Um, my third attempt, see if Tanner's got it loaded in here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's my third attempt. Yeah. It's so your third jumped, at 455. Yeah. I jumped up to 455. Um, so that was a 30 pound jump from 425. I have hit 455 in the past, but it, it's been a few years and I was at a much higher body weight. So this is a weight I hadn't attempted recently. This is just a number. I, I had a goal that I wanted to hit. And so I, you know, second attempt went well. So I said, let's, let's go for it. Yep, same setup. Oh, and I forgot. There's a spotter behind. There's there's five people spotting us. I know. That's what I was like. It's a lot. Yeah, and you know I failed that attempt, so I missed my third attempt. So my my best squat logged into the record book was a 425. Um, I think 455. That 30 pound jump was probably a little bit too much. I bit off a bit more than I could chew on that one. If I was being real, uh, a coaching cue that my dad gave me was that I was kind of getting the, I was kind of letting the bar get a little bit too far forward on my second squat. And so I kind of had that in my head for this third one. And you can see that I did the exact same thing on this third one. I leaned a little bit too far forward and you know, then I went. So, but I'm still happy. I hit a 425 there went went for it. Didn't get it, but that's all right. So now we've got goals for the next one. If I had to redo it, I probably would have done, um 425 and then gone to 435 maybe a 440 you know a 10 15 pound jump instead of a 30 pound jump so that was one thing i definitely learned from this meet was to be a little bit more calculated with like how big of a jump you're taking so and i think you and i had a similar strategy going into this as well where our first attempt we knew exactly what we were going to do and then for our second attempt we actually had two numbers like if the first attempt went really well, we'd go for that higher number. And if the first attempt felt a little heavy, then we'd go for that lower number. Um, so that was kind of the approach there. So yeah. are we jumping into the bench press next? Yeah, I'm making sure I had all the videos loaded correctly quick on my phone because it'll pull on here right away. Um, but on, on your note where we kind of had two different attempts based on how the previous lift went, I found it super helpful to have Randy there too, your dad. Uh because he's lifted in powerlifting meets before too. And he's kind of, he, he's been training with you and helping you with your, your first one, but just having another like similar thinking mindset there um, to be like, Hey, that's a good idea. No, that's a bad idea. Stuff like that. Or like give you more confidence. Like, Hey, no, you spoke that. Like it just, it just helps that confidence piece to have another brain to, to bounce an idea off of, which was cool. Yeah. And after each of my attempts, except for the third ones, I should say um, I would look over to him cause he was watching from an angle just to kind of get a better look. I'd look over at him and he'd basically give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down based, based on how that attempt went, like how aggressive I should be with that next jump. Um, and cause you have to give your attempt, your next attempt, as soon as you walk off the platform, like mm -hmm. you walk off, you go to the judges and you tell them what your next attempt is. And if you walk away without giving them an attempt, then you're kind of SOL. So you, you don't have a lot of time to figure out what you're going to do. So you have to have kind of a plan going into it. Exactly. You have to have that. I don't know. It helped having the two lifts. Cause like if it was smooth, then we knew a weight. 
And if it wasn't smooth, then we knew what weight. Like, so we had that, if this, then that mentality was successful. And cause I mean, you just got done lifting a shit ton of weight and your brain is just mush at that point. Cause you just got so tight and you held your breath for so long, blah, blah, blah. The last thing you can think about is what weight to do, or you want to dabble or like try to figure out what weight to do. So it's nice to have, you don't have to think about it. It's just going to be that weight. And then your brain can go back into survival mode and try to get oxygen back into it and whatnot. So, uh, but this is Jake, this is your first bench attempt pulled up here. Okay. Yeah. So this was 275. If I recall, you know, like I said before, my plan going into this was my openers was going to be something that I had hit in training for triples. So that way I knew for a fact I had it in the bag. Um, I got a little bit confused here. You might see me walk up to the bench slowly. They had uh, metal collars that were five pounds each. So I was like, that weight on the bar is not right. And the lady's like, you idiot. Those are five pound collars. And so I was like, oh shit, I gotta get, you, know, you only have a minute once they say go to get under the bench and go. So yeah, first attempt felt really, really good. 275. Um, one thing I didn't know, again, I should have done a little bit more research going into this was that they have to give you a rack command on the bench too. So after you, you bench it, you have to wait until they tell you to rack it, to put it back on the rack. So that was, you know, I knew you had to unrack it, let them, you know, let the weight settle. And then they would tell you to go pause, wait for the press command, go up. But I didn't know you had to also wait for that command to rack it. So I didn't mess up on this first attempt there. Um, cause I had, I had obviously heard that cue from other people that had lifted before me. So that was helpful, but yeah, first attempt 275 went really well. That's the biggest stressor. I think even going into it, just making sure you get all the commands down. Cause like your mind is just set on lifting the weight and to think that you have to follow directions too, uh, can be hard. So <laughs> Yeah, I actually worked with uh, my dad about that too. So for like the last month before the meet, we were pausing everything. And, you know, when we got heavier and we were doing singles or doubles, I would ask him to give me a press command. So I would pause and then wait for him to give me a press command. And he would give me a long pause because, you know, you never know what the judge. Some some people thought this judge had kind of a long pause and they were kind of kind of complaining about it. But, you know. You, it, he'll tell you to press as soon as that bar settles down on your chest. You know, he's not, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it to, to not give you a press command. It's all about when you're ready. Mm -hmm. One side note too. I don't know if you guys, you know, we probably won't show everybody else, but I was the only male lifter to have a red singlet. <laughs> so, and that sounds really dumb, but I was self-conscious about that. I was like, God, I look like a big old tomato out here. <laughs> and you can see it on my face too because like when i when i'm really maxing out like my face gets super red every you know anybody that's trained with me has seen that my my whole head turns red and the veins pop out of my my neck and my eyes or whatever and but yeah i look like a big old tomato just matched my singlet the whole time so this second attempt was 295 so this is something i had hit in training um, for singles multiple times, um, I'd say probably hit it three or four times in training, paused, long pause and everything. So we'll see how this one goes. 
Yeah, I wish a green guy would get out of the way. He kind of messed up this handoff. I, I assumed he remembered from my last attempt how, we, how I wanted the handoff, and that was kind of dumb. So I got, I did get it up, but I got three red lights on this attempt. And the reasoning was my butt came off the bench. I don't know if you can really see it in the video. I, I couldn't really notice it from this angle. But, and that's one of the reasons why you wear a singlet in a meet like this is because they want to check your depth on your squat. Because when you wear baggy shorts, it's kind of hard to tell. And they want to see if your butt comes up off the bench. So that's why they have you wear, you know, a tight singlet so they can really get a hold of that. Um, so it was very frustrating because I had hit that in training so, you know, several times. And I got the weight up clearly but my butt came up and then i missed the rack command so that's why i brought that up earlier and i actually didn't know i missed the rack command until this guy over the the younger judge on the left you can kind of see him um until he told me after the fact because i was just mad because my butt came up and i knew it as soon as i racked it that I'd, I'd missed the lift because my my ass came off the bench so i just assumed it was that and then he he told me before my third attempt that nah like you also missed the rack command so i I should have had six red lights is what I'm trying to say instead of three, <laughs> but so that was kind of disappointing. I hit the weight. I knew I was good for it. So, and so for my third attempt, oh, we're just jumping right into it. Oh, yeah. I stayed at 295. I was just like, I want to get this one in the bag. You know, I, I didn't get the, like, I got the last one, but I failed on a technicality. So like, let's just try to get this one in the bag. I was wearing a Mark Bell strong super training uh, singlet too, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. Bright ass red. <clears throat> yep. Try to keep my bench set up the exact same. Yeah. And so like this third attempt, I did walk the, sp the main spotter through the, the the handoff a little bit more too because my second attempt was not great yeah and on that one just didn't have it i think you know i i i pressed so hard on the second attempt and i think i just wore out my triceps because you could definitely tell i failed on the lockout so my triceps kind of gave out on that third attempt so i missed two of my three bench attempts which is a little disappointing especially because i'd hit 295 in training a few times so but that's just something to work on. It gives us another goal to shoot for. So next time 295 is in the bag and then we'll go on from there. But so we're going to move on to Tanner's bench attempts. Uh, so my opener with bench was 280. Uh, pretty easy. I hit that for triples in training. So uh, pretty comfortable going into it. Um, one thing you'll notice here as I start the video I'll bring it in all set up. Um, is I go down too fast is what I learned in this meet. Uh, so I don't really control on the way down. I just let it drop, which creates issues where the, the balls or the bars going to shake uh, when it's in my chest. I'm just going to kind of dip into my chest where I don't have that kind of solid sternum there, um, which is going to prevent this judge here uh, with his hand up 
giving me the press command because he can't give me the press command until it's completely still on my chest. Uh, where I thought he was just giving me a long pause. It was just me, as you can see, it kind of it, it bounces once it hits my chest. Where if you go back and watch words, he's really good at controlling on the way down and it hits his sternum and it just stops there uh, where I'm kind of soft in my sternum there. Uh, but 280, I mean, we'll just rewind it real quick. Um, and people, did you notice how his attempt on bench was just five pounds heavier than mine? He just had to do that. You know, he he's always got to top me to show how strong he is. I had predetermined openers already. Yeah, you waited until I told you my openers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a good lift. Um, I like, I really like what you said there, how the judge giving the press command, you said he can't give me the press command until the bar stops. You didn't blame the judge for a long pause. Like you did at first, but once I you did. saw the, once you <laughs> saw the video, you were like, Oh, like it has to come to a complete stop. You have to lose all momentum. There, there can be no movement in the bar. And as soon as the bar stopped, he gave you the press command. Like, so I, I really like what you said there too, because in the moment you, you may have blamed the judge, but once you saw the video, you're like, Oh no, he was right. I have, that's something I need to work on. And as a lifter, that's, that's great because that's going to help you develop for the next meet. You know what I mean? So, you know, Hey, pressing is something I need to work out for me. Hey, I need to work out on my lockout. So. Um, so here's my, how much is this one? Where'd it go? Uh, this is 300. There you go. Sorry. I was getting a phone call. I freaked out. All right. So this is 300 (laughs) realistically going back to it. I probably would have jumped not jumped so fast considering I hit 300 a couple times in training, but that was the heaviest ever gone. But I was under the the thing or the mindset where I didn't want to leave anything on the bar on my third attempt. So I wanted to essentially either PR hit my goal that I wanted to hit and then see what I could get with my third attempt. That one kind of kicked me in the butt or bit me in the butt with the bench here. Um, but here it goes. So this at uh, 300. Also exactly five pounds heavier than my second attempt. So here it goes. Come on. Should have maybe went through and cropped some of these. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay. Yep. See, every time it's like my chest is a trampoline and I just need to really lock my light, my lats in and keep that strong chest and control it down. Cause I think I got that. It just, that long pause at the bottom and then it kind of bounced up a little bit. And I think that surprised myself. Um, and I think that kind of really set me back on that, that attempt there. Did you kind of lose your bar path too? Because the bar bounced a little bit on the bottom. Yeah. I kind of just like, it didn't get to my sweet spot. Like I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, everybody who's who's benched and has gotten even a little bit of weight on the bar, they kind of you can kind of tell when you're in the groove that day if you're hitting the sweet spot on the chest and you're just you have that that one bar path and we all know what it feels like when you hit it. Just oh, it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, when especially when you're redlining it the way you are in a meet like this, if you 
slightly mishit on the groove or like for instance you you had a little bit of bounce at the bottom so it may have thrown your groove off a little bit like you can just tell it can it can throw even the best lifters off exactly and just get out of your rhythm how would uh how do you like your handoff did you coach the guy through the handoff before each of your attempts that was kind of a mistake of mine i like i gave him kind of pointers but i didn't like re-remind him i was like oh he'll remember me but i mean he's got he's got he's got 19 lifters with three attempts yeah so i i made the same exact mistake i told him on my first attempt second attempt i was like oh he knows exactly how i like it that was dumb you know and i'm used to randy giving randy my dad giving me um my handoffs every you know every bench session so i'm like oh i don't even have to worry about it and nope you do yeah so this is what now uh, this is 300 again. And there's a little bounce again. I almost got it out of that God. hole there. It was so God. close. Like if I just had a little more oomph in it, I would have gotten that. It was just that that, yeah. that breaking point there. You hit that sticking point on both of your lifts too, and you could you fought it. You got it up off your chest, really. Like the the speed from your chest into the lockout that was really good. You could tell like you had that area of strength well within your grasp, and then you just hit that one. You know, you hit the point where your triceps have to take over the rest of the movement and you, yeah, man. I mean, at least now we both have an idea of like things that we need to work on, like technically speaking. Yep. So that's one thing about a meet like this. that's really nice. Cause you are trying to give your absolute 100%, leave nothing on the, you know, leave nothing on the platform. You know, you can, some of your uh, weaknesses or some of your deficiencies can be kind of exposed and that has a negative sound to it, but it's actually a good thing. Cause you know, you get better when you, when you see that. Exactly. And the, now that, like you said, now we know what to work on. That's one of the things in my, my training that I'm working on is slowing the bar down, making sure that I'm have a, a stiff sternum. So it doesn't bounce, not bouncing off my chest, not really training pause reps right now. Um, but just making sure I have nice solid foundation there. So I'm not bouncing the bar off. Um, just good fundamentals going into it. Um, that's kind of been the focus. All right. So we are getting into the final lift, uh, which is the deadlift. Um, and these kind of pretty exciting ones. So here we go. I think this is my first attempt. So let me just make sure. How much was this one? How much was this? I, this first attempt was 415, I believe. Yeah, 415. Um, I didn't take the slack out of the bar, I noticed. Um, I just kind of picked it up, which <laughs> is kind of hard to say, like, because you just go up there and you just want to lift it. And it's kind of going back to, like, works is very good at getting the same, do the same thing every time. I forgot a very major... Pause it, like pause step. it right when you get to the beginning like right when you get down into the the, the depth of it 
so so yeah. I just I just want to look at your starting position here, right there. So I love how like tight you are here. Like your back angle is great. Your hips are in a good spot. Your knees are just in the perfect position. Like your setup, in my opinion, looks. And this is not a great angle, but this setup is fantastic. And but like you said, you didn't pull the slack up, but you ripped that thing off the floor. Yeah, because then you watch me go through and to just. But like, and I, I knew they, the judges kind of made you have to like bring your shoulder blades back more than I'm used to. Yeah. Lock so, it was like, so yeah, I had to really like lock it out there. And I almost like felt like I was going to fall backwards because I picked it up with so much force. I wasn't expecting. And it kind of like, when you locked it out, it like caught me off guard a little bit, but one thing I definitely, one thing I learned from this meet was uh, you definitely lift like a Neanderthal. Oh yeah. You just, you just go up there and you rip it. You just, <laughs> you just grip it and rip it. I love it. Um, and then we got my second attempt here. And this is what? This is 455. So this is a PR itself. Uh, the most I've ever deadlifted is 450. Um, so, and this was kind of like, if this went good, I knew what I was going to go for my next attempt. This was kind of one of the main scenarios where me and Jake were talking about that. Um, we knew kind of what we we're going for if this came off the bar or the floor very easily. So I think um, we talked about the deadlift more than any other lift leading up to the meet. Yep. I think you and I both felt really good about where that was at and like potentially what we could do there. Yeah, we we definitely both had a lot of confidence in that. And we thought we could make up some ground um, with our deadlift. So. Uh, here it goes. 455. Now watch this set up again. It's got nice close feet. Over under grip. I didn't really get the slack off that one either. I kind of did when I rocked back a little bit, but not really. But, I mean, it came up smooth. Can you play it again? Yeah. Another thing, too, that I haven't pointed out yet, but was a, a main focal point for us early on in the meet was when he gets set up, pause it again, right at the setup. You can't really see it here. At the top of the lift, I just want you to take a look at Tanner's hair. <laughs> the headband look was on point right there. You look like a... <laughs> you look like a rooster. It was fantastic. Uh. Yeah, it's it pretty majestic. Gotta rock that red, white, and blue. You had the um, swagger down pat um, <laughs> for this meet. I probably would just look like a Neanderthal to most of these people, but oh well. It kept the hair out of my eyes, and I didn't have to like gel it back or anything, and just it no, I I get it, yeah. So you nailed four fifty five. Things are looking good, and again, your bar speed on that was super good. So your third attempt was what? Walk us through that. Uh, so I knew, so the, the mindset of this attempt here was if it came off smooth, I'm shooting for 500. If not, I was going to go for like 485, 490, something like that. Um, 500 has always been, was the like goal of this meet. Uh, it was just, that was just the goal. Um, I have a goal of deadlifting 600 by the time I'm 30. And now that I hit 500, I kind of feel like I can do more than that by then, uh, but we'll get to that. Um, so that's kind of the goal. So this was kind of a big 
uh, moment you got here. Not to spoil the result, I guess. Yeah, you already did. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so I was, yeah, you can see here, I'm just psyching myself up. Kind of feel like a sociopath when I watch some of these videos as I like approach. I'm just, I don't know. I just did. Did, uh, did Alexa get the part at the end after you hit this? Oh yeah, our awkward celebration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the highlight of the meet. Yeah, and once again, like it looked a little slower from this angle. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a two-inch vertical. I think both he was tired, and I was next. I was yeah. in the queue, so I was just trying to not get injured jumping, basically. <laughs> so we both just kind of like hot dogged into each other it was fantastic but yeah i mean this one too your bar speed was fantastic um from behind it definitely looked like dude it looked so easy from where i was standing i know it didn't feel easy no it definitely felt like i was like trying to lift this thing for like a minute long i was seeing stars afterwards but like it just that that made the whole weekend worth it, to be honest. Just that that lift yeah. alone. Like the if I, I could have failed every one on my list before that and still just been ecstatic that I hit five hundred. That's like I don't you're know. Sha- like, you're shaking there at the top too. You can see it. Oh yeah. That yeah. that gave it everything I had. Like that was that's I don't know, one of my favorite lifting moments in all the years, I'll be honest. That, that made the whole six hour drive. Oh god, yeah. Did that it make was... this did it make the six hour drive back worth it? I Lex drew drove on the way back thankfully so I was so sore I felt like I get hit by a truck yeah I was I was feeling it Mr. Krabs the next day oh my gosh that was that's an, that's one thing about a powerlifting meet too you know you're only doing you know nine attempts you don't think it's that much but you know you're you're lifting to your absolute max capacity and you're doing it over the course of two three four hours depending on how many people are in the meet and you know if you set some prs i you feel like you got in a car wreck it was just a trip yeah it, yeah it's brutal but it's it's worth it like it's some of the most fun i've ever had lifting it's just it's a great experience yeah um so we'll get into words deadlift attempts here make sure I... so my first attempt was 405 i so kind of a little bit of backstory here when i first started deadlifting uh, it was probably four or five years ago now. I hit a really hard plateau at one point. You know, I could hit 385, 395, but the second I put that fourth plate on for 405, it, it was, I think it was in my head, but it, the bar just would not budge. And I probably tried pulling 405, you know, every week for two months. Just because I was, you know, I knew I was good for it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. So, you know, it, it was definitely a mental hurdle, but once I got over it, it was smooth sailing from there. So I made up my mind when we signed up for this meet very early on that I was opening with 405 at the meet. You know, it was a big, it was a big goal of mine just to feel confident about it to the point where I could open with it. And I didn't want to mess around with it being a second attempt or anything like that. I just wanted to smoke it, move on. So go ahead and play the video. And again, my setup, I try to keep it exactly like my training.
Yeah, I definitely pulled the slack out of the bar. You could see it. Yeah, you do it kind of in your when you sink your hips, you do it yep. in that kind of one motion. Yep. And I think that's what I was trying to do, but it just uh, didn't look that way. But I mean, that was fucking that was smooth, easy. Very that first attempt. Um, a little bit more backstory. So that the week before the meet, that Saturday before the meet, so a full seven days out, my dad. And I had a plan. I was going to work up to all my openers for each of the three lifts. And then for the last, you know, for that week, I was just going to shut it down. I wasn't going to do anything just to be as fresh as possible for the meet, but know that I had hit all my openers and just have the most confidence I, I possibly could going into the meet. Right. And so we had kind of discussed like goals for the meet or whatever. And I had hit four Oh five super super clean just like that for my opener and training and you know dad looks at me and he's like oh dude that looked a little too easy we might have to we might have to up it because my second attempt here was 455 and originally i had planned for that to be my third attempt because you know 405 to 55 you know 455 that's a 50 pound jump it's kind of stupid if we're being honest. That and of course, of it's five pounds more than my second attempt. <laughs> uh, oh no, opener. it's the same. No, it was the same. Yeah, the same as my second attempt. Tanner, Tanner's bad at math. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Very bad. <laughs> but so I'd hit, I'd hit four hundred five so easy in training. My dad's like, you can, you can smoke four fifty five too. Let's use that as your second attempt. So that's exactly what we did. We used it for my second attempt. Go ahead and roll it. We'll see how this one went. I can't remember exactly if this one flew or not. The first attempt was really good, but. The whole you clean your feet reminds me of the baby. Uh, the baby powder, powder story. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know either. Now we know. We can talk about that after. Yeah, I got my setup, pull the slack out of the bar and just rip it. Oh, yeah, that was easy. Yeah, I love how you like nicely set it down. You controlled, you were, you exploded up and you just controlled down like exactly like how you train like a young kid to deadlift and stuff like that. Like that whole, like you did that with 455. Like that's pretty impressive that you can control it down like that. Well, my dad was there and, uh, you know, he doesn't like it when people drop the weight. So I always, in my training, one of my goals is just don't annoy, don't annoy dad today. Just don't do anything that annoys him. And he's a really good coach too. So if I, you know, dropped the bar too quick or anything like that, he, he would have got on me about it. So, but yeah, that's just something I've always tried to do. Obviously it's safer. So mm-hmm. there's that too. Yeah. So All the right. baby powder story, let's talk oh, yeah. about that quick. So this is Tanner's second meet. This was my first. So me being a rookie, I expected the tenured and experienced lifter and Tanner to <laughs> to know this trick and just walk me through it. But people put baby powder on their quads because it's, it's slick, right? It's not, you know, it, it's not like chalk where it helps you get a grip. It actually helps the bar move smoother. And so because your singlet stops at the top of your quad, you know, there's a lot more meat, so to speak, for the bar to get stuck on. You know, usually people lift in gym shorts or sweatpants or whatever. And, you know, those kind of, those are smoother. So the bar doesn't get caught on those as much. So the idea is that you put baby powder on your quads just to help the bar kind of glide up and not get stuck on your quads. Cause when you're, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you're lifting at 
that 99th percentile threshold for your for your body like any kind of resistance other than the bar you're already pulling like that that can do it but people were putting baby powder down right next to the chalk bowl which is kind of dumb so you could kind of see me and tanner both i don't know if tanner did it as much but i kind of wiped my feet off just because i'm i'm terrified that i'm gonna slip when i get on the platform because you don't want that on your feet um and don't forget tanner had just hit 500 pounds on this attempt on the attempt before me i am also attempting 500 pounds so i just watched my best friend pull 500 pounds both of us were super hyped you could see all two inches of our vertical we were so (laughs) excited and i immediately had to calm down right because i didn't want to go in like all willy-nilly and just you know frazzled right because i'm very deliberate about my setup so but that was probably one of the most challenging things was being elated for you because you just crushed that lift and then being like well i ain't no bitch i gotta go pull this because i can't i can't watch him pull it and get excited about that and then not pull it myself so go ahead roll the tape um this is my third attempt 500 pounds so a 45 pound jump from 455 so again probably too big of a jump but you know that's it's my first meet so we'll learn from that my feet getting set up here over under grip. I kept the same grip each lift, pulled the slack out. And I just, I hit a wall here and you can kind of see, I closed my eyes and I got the bar stuck on my quads. That's when the baby powder would have been nice. Yeah. And you can kind of see, I didn't realize this in the moment, but I did have one red light. I'm not sure what that was for. Maybe they thought I hitched a little bit. But yeah, maybe two, when it got stuck on your thighs, maybe. Yeah, but I got two white lights, so it's in the record books, 500 pounds. That's official. Um, you want to roll it one more time? Mm-hmm. This felt like, like Tanner said, he felt like he was pulling forever. Everybody and their mother came up to me after this and was like, that is the longest deadlift I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, I mean, you can kind of see me. I don't collapse per se as i walk away but i'm definitely feeling it yeah this i mean this is a long lift and when i closed my eyes when i started pulling because it came off the floor pretty good i was surprised i've never tried 500 pounds before in my life but it came off the floor pretty good so once i got it up to my shins and i hit that i hit that wall i closed my eyes and i just kept thinking like don't don't let go of the bar just keep going there's you know, as long as the bar doesn't go down, it still counts. Like as long as you're, you're going up, it still counts. So I just, I literally kept telling myself, don't let go of the bar. Don't let go of the bar. Just keep pulling. Like there's, there's no time limit. There is a time limit, but I just told myself there wasn't It's like, just, just get it up. You're not dead yet. You know? And I got to the top, locked it out. You can kind of see my face is beat red matches my singlet. <laughs> and she gave me the down command. And I was, I was so I was so tired. I still set it down pretty, pretty under yeah, control. You still which, controlled all the way down. <laughs> yeah, which was great. But yeah, that was that's easily my biggest accomplishment in in the gym and lifting, whatever. It's my first meet, but yeah, so that was very, very exciting. Um, actually, Randy's the one that kind of told me uh, the week before when we were working on singles, working up to our opener. He he mentioned to me he's like. Now you could go for 500 because I pulled 450, 
five in training, you know, working up to our openers. And I mm-hmm. pulled that thinking that was going to be my third attempt. And I pulled it and he was like, that was, you smoked that. He's like, you should probably try to go for a bigger number than 455. And I was like, you know, I just asked him, like, well, what do you think I should try to hit on my third attempt? And he's like, 500 pounds. So I was like, from that second, like for a week, all I could think about, and you and I talked about this for a week straight, all we could think about was that third attempt on the deadlift, the last lift of the entire meet. You and I were both dead set. Like we're, we're going for 500 pounds A weight. Neither of us had touched before. Haven't even tried to pull it again, you know, trying to leave everything on the platform, but yeah, it was a, it was an incredible experience. Very excited. So, um, we forgot to mention our, uh, our weights, our weigh-in part of the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Tanner and I both stayed at the same hotel. And so the morning of, you know, we both brought our scales cause we're, you know, we're kind of psychopaths like that. We both, <laughs> we, we both brought our scales cause we were both kind of worried about making weight. I had to get under two or five for my weight class. What did you have to get under? Uh, two thirty one. Yeah. Two thirty one. Okay. So, you know, the week before the meet, we're both kind of stressing about trying to make weight. Neither one of us really wanted to do a water cut per se. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we just didn't want to mess around with that if we didn't have to. So we both were kind of watching what we ate that week before the drive up. We both had to be very careful about what we ate on our way. Cause it was, like I said, it's a six hour drive. So I, stopped at the gas station i got a bottle of water and i kept driving i had food packed from home that i had at the hotel for dinner and then for breakfast i had food that i had brought from home too i had like a bowl of oatmeal or whatever just so i could make weight but yeah when i weighed in on the scale in the hotel room i think i was like 201 something like that so i was like i got four pounds to play with i'm eating breakfast today (laughs) so but yeah i think i weighed in at the meet a little over 201 and then what did what did you come in at? I came in like two or three pounds shy. Two or so three pounds shy. I think my exact reaction was when I saw the scale, it's like, oh shit. And the judge is like, oh shit, for a good reason. I'm like, yeah. 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 I looked at the judge and I was like, dang, I could have had a bigger breakfast. And he's like, Well, you got you got like two hours, go eat. So Yeah. That's yeah, what we, we did. Both, <laughs> yeah, we both pounded food and, and water and sodium. And I think I had five LMNTs and a gallon of water. <laughs> I drank almost a whole gallon of water and five grams of salt. So not recommended, but got the job done. So, yep. Um, and then you want to talk about our totals a little bit. I mean, you could probably, if you're keeping track at home, you could do the math yourself, but I think Tanner, what did you finish with? A 1230 total, which compared to my first meet, let me just look quick. And just so everybody knows, your total is the best lift that you successfully attempted for each lift. And they take that number and they add it to your total. So your best squat, your best bench, your best deadlift, that's all wrapped up into a a total. And you're compared against people in your weight class. And then they also do like a a power quotient, which is based off your body weight. And they compare your your total to that. And they do like an overall class as well. So that's kind of what you're comparing other, you know, your numbers to other people for. Yeah. So my total, the first meet was 1091 pounds. Our reason 91 is because that meet was in kilograms, 
where this meat was just pounds. So it was easy to do simple gym bro math that we're used to. Thank um, God for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because trying to tell your weights in kilograms would have been a nightmare. I was so excited when the director emailed us and said, oh, by the way, we're not using kilograms. I was like, oh, that saves me like a week of calculus. This is that would have been a nightmare. Um, and then my total, this one was 1230. So, so that's a 140 pound PR for your yeah. total. That's fantastic. Yeah, it felt really good. Um, it was uh, about a year and a half difference and a little weight difference too, but I was well, happy with the improvement for sure. And not, not to use this as a crutch, but COVID definitely had an impact on everybody's training. Oh, yeah. You know, you took the ambition upon yourself once COVID hit and all the gyms were shut down. You just started buying gym stuff. You were like, ah, I'm going to buy a spot rack. I'm going to buy a bar. And that's kind of how you got into the whole garage gym thing. So, but a lot of people's training was affected because, you know, gyms were shut down and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah so, so my total for my first powerlifting meet was 1,200 pounds. So 30 pounds less than Tanner. Not that we're keeping track. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I was pretty happy with my total, to be honest. Um, 1200 pounds for my first meet at 201 pounds is pretty decent. I thought, um, overall I was a little disappointed in my bench. That was the one thing that I, I kind of took away from this was like, I really need to work on the technical aspect of the bench and just get better at that. Um, but yeah, pulling 500 pounds, that definitely made up for a lot of ground. I was very excited about that. It's, damn near a two and a half times body weight deadlift. I mean, 201. So it's pretty close. So I was pretty excited about that. Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, just broad speaking, now that we're kind of wrapping up, what were your takeaways? What, what are things that you're going to kind of adjust about your training? And then, you know, just talk about the experience a little bit. Um, I mean, the biggest takeaway is I need to work on my bench form. Um, and kind of just really narrow that in and figure out. <laughs> um, no, the, keep talking. The bench form, uh, work on controlling the bar down, uh, that kind of stuff. And also, I can probably bump up my training max on deadlifts for a little bit or with to a little bit more than I've been training. Um, right now, with my bum foot, I tore my plancher fascia in my foot uh so i can't do leg day and stuff th those kind of lifts for about three weeks so i'm gonna run a bench only five through one bigger boring bit whatever it is bbb b um and just be a typical gym bro um i'll cycle through that and then slowly implement uh the lower body movements again uh it doesn't hurt when i lift but the doc orders said i can't so um, but yeah, my biggest takeaway I would say was my training maxes could be a little more, um, a little higher than I've always been training at. And then I need to really perfect the bench form. If you think about it, the bench process is probably one of the most like technique driven out of the three, in my opinion, um, just based on like the arch in your back and your feet driving with your legs, that kind of stuff. And I've never really thought of it that way. Um, I think mastering my bench technique could help me add some weight on the bar too. So that's kind of been my focus ever since the meet. Well, if you think about it too, the bench has the most cues from a judge and it has the most possibilities 
to be failed by a judge, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have, you know, they unrack it for you. They tell you when you can start. You have to pause. You can't move the bar until they say go. You got to press, lock it out, hold it, and then you got to wait for a rack command. You know, deadlift, you basically just walk up and rip it. And the only way you can fail is if you don't get it up or if you hitch, you know. Mm-hmm. But squat, exactly. it's like, you know, there's the weird locked knees thing, which, you know, neither of us care for that very much. But, you know, if you get it on your back and you squat and you hit depth, you got it. But like on the bench, there are so many opportunities to be technically failed. Like on my second attempt at 295, you know, if I'm not going to count a bench when my butt came off the bench, that's just how I am. But like, you know, in the gym, a lot of people are going to look at that and be like, Hey, good lift, you know, you know, mm-hmm. but like obviously in the meet, there's a higher standard and we want to meet that standard. We don't want to lower the bar. We want to raise the bar. So, but I think my biggest takeaway from this, something that I really need to get better at, like the actual meat prep, um, I need to dial my jumps in a little bit more because my my deadlift jumps was 50 pounds and then 45 pounds, which is huge. And part of it was I was going for an all time PR. I'd never I'd never touched 500 pounds. I was just shooting for the moon because I hit 455 and I was happy with that, even if I had missed 500 pounds. Right. So that was part of it. Um, but like on my squat attempt too, I jumped from 425 to 455. Even though 425, I, I kind of got stuck. I locked it out, but it was still kind of tough and grindy. Realistically, if I had been smart about it and taken, like, the emotion out of it, I probably would have gone for 435, 440, taking a 10, 15-pound jump instead. Um, so that's that's one piece, like you talked about. I really want to dial in technique, especially with the bench. Um, right now, Tanner has this foot thing. I have a shoulder thing. So, and it actually been bothering me probably, uh, probably started bothering me about three weeks before the meet. It wasn't so bad that I couldn't compete or anything like that. I'm not blaming any failed attempts on that because I had hit 295 with the same shoulder issue a couple weeks before in training. So that, that was just a technical fail on my part. But so, um, my shoulder still bothering me. I've got a shoulder impingement. The doctors, you know, he recommended I give it some time off and things like that. So I can't really do much pressing work. I can't do a whole lot of upper body. So it's mostly lower body stuff with me. And even like the squat, it kind of, it really hurts to get my arm back behind me to do a low bar squat. So I'm going to be doing some front squats some belt squats, safety squats, stuff like that, just to try to take the shoulder piece out of it, but still, you know, work on developing the lower body. Um, I think we're both planning on trying to, do a meet in the summer and my dad actually said he wants to do a meet in the summer too so that would be fun for the three of us to all compete you know mm-hmm. um and i just i couldn't i couldn't get out of this without bragging about this a little bit it's not really my style to brag but this metal is sweet by the way um i did take third in the overall which was based off of like your body weight and then your total and they, there's some kind of weird formula but the two guys that uh, took first and second were, I think, in the weight class above you, and yeah. they were just they were just strong. They were putting up crazy numbers, just strong crazy strong. But I had a bit of an advantage because I was down to two hundred one, and I still had a decent total. So, but I took third. Um, I had to miss the medal ceremony because as soon as I walked off the platform, <laughs> you can kind of see me, you know, tumble a little bit towards the end of the video. I actually had to like. 
sit down for a bit. But the second I walked off the platform, that one young judge, right here, he came, this guy. He, yeah, you can see him. He's on his way to check on me. He's like, hey, we got to get you drug tested. I was like, come on. I think I was the only one at the meet that they drug tested. So I was like, why are you testing me, man? And he's like, oh, you know, it's kind of random. I'm like, that wasn't random, dude. I just, I just <laughs> poured my heart and soul into that deadlift. And you're coming over here and be like, I think he's cheating. So he did pull, if you think about it, almost a, was it a two and a half pounds? It was, it was half I mean, times body weight? not, not quite, but for, you know, practicality, you know, practically speaking, it was just about a two and a half times body weight. Yeah. Deadlift. That's pretty impressive. So, but so I, I was in the bathroom. I asked the guy too. I was like, you know, do we have to do this before they do the, the award ceremony? I didn't know if I would place or not. I just, I wanted to watch and kind of cheer on everybody else too, as, as it was going on. He's like, ah, we got plenty of time, you know, we'll just go do this test quick and you know do the paperwork and then, you know, you'll be back in time. So I was in the bathroom mid pissing in a cup when they said my name on the intercom that I took third in the overall <laughs> So I think I turned and looked at him and I was like, we have plenty of time, huh? <laughs> I was a little salty that I missed that. You know, I wanted to be up there and get my photo taken. My parents were there. So I was kind of, you know, my dad was there. So I kind of wanted to have that moment, but it's all right. It's not a big deal. So there's, there'll be plenty more competitions and, you know, hopefully I don't get drug tested at every single one of them. Cause that would be lame, but you know, I passed. So wasn't worried about that, but. I was the only one. <laughs> so next one, I hope you get, you get drug tested. And then you can know what it's like to have some guy watch you pee. The perks of just barely underperforming, you know, just. <laughs> you did not underperform. You did it really well. So, all right, guys. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Unless Tanner, you had anything else you wanted to talk about today? No, I, I don't think so. I think kind of just, or ju I can't talk. It's been a long day, but yeah, it wraps up how we felt about our attempts and the meet in general. And if it wasn't six hours away, I think it'd be something we would come back and do again. A yearly uh, tradition. Yeah, that's that's a long drive. Um, and there there really wasn't much to do out in Rosendale either, was no. it? No, it's close to Lambeau. So if we went to like go to a Vikings Packers game or something like that, make a weekend out of it. But it's yeah, a jaunt. It, it was a hop, skip and a jump, as they say. So. All right, guys, that just about wraps it up. We're going to try to be a little bit more proactive about getting content to you guys on a more regular basis. I think I speak for both of us when I say that school has really taken a toll on our ability to record and, and put content together. Um, that's not an excuse. That's just reality. So hopefully coming up soon, we'll, we'll be able to get you guys content more regularly and we'll be able to provide you guys some more value and hopefully improve your life through training tips, cooking tips, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and just remember no excuses and no regrets. Thanks. Bye.